Hello, this is Lawrence, and welcome to the Self-Empowered Life Podcast. In each episode, you'll get bite-sized tips on dealing with anxiety, boosting your productivity, building better habits, and creating an empowering mindset. The aim of this podcast is to educate and inspire you to take the necessary steps to live your best life. If all this sounds good to you, then be sure to stick around. When you experience high anxiety or panic, your body produces symptoms and at times these symptoms can be severely distressing and uncomfortable. So much so that it's easy to convince yourself you're dying from some awful, incurable disease. What's more is that when you fear the uncomfortable symptoms, this fear of fear actually empowers and intensifies the anxious discomfort, which makes you think you're dying of something awful. It really is a vicious cycle. Ever worried your body might break down and give up due to experiencing high anxiety and panic for extensive periods of time? If you have health anxiety, then I know the answer. Maybe it's a disease like cancer you fear getting because you're convinced that all these years of experiencing anxiety could potentially cause it. This is a fear I had for many years. Other times, it's not always related to the panic or anxiety itself though. It's also very common to obsess over our health in general because there are endless amounts of diseases you know we could catch or be unfortunate enough to develop and this just scares us silly doesn't it you know so have you ever noticed that what you're worried about today is most likely to change later on the fear of developing cancer becomes a fear of experiencing a muscle wasting disease which later is replaced by the fear of having a stroke you've experienced this right so why does it happen simply because your brain creates these what-if thoughts that are part of the nervous system's risk mitigation system. In simpler terms, this means you'll scan your body and worry about every disease or illness possible, thinking that you might have it. Your nervous system will try to keep you safe from this fear you have. How does it do it? By creating more anxiety and panic as a defense mechanism. What if I get cancer? What if I contact HIV? What if I have a brain hemorrhage? I remember back in middle school when one of my teachers fatally suffered a brain hemorrhage. Because I had health anxiety at the time, the worrisome thoughts of me experiencing one lingered in the forefront of my mind, especially when I was highly anxious. It would never end. I would spend days, weeks, months entertaining such thoughts and constantly freak out over the chance that I just might experience what my old teacher, bless her, unfortunately experienced. The distressing thing was that Because brain hemorrhages are an internal thing, there was no way I could bring certainty into the picture by scanning and checking for possible signs. It was just something that happened and comes completely out of the blue to us. I couldn't bear the uncertainty of this. After all, it's the intolerance to the uncertainty that perpetuates this problem in the first place. Back then, I didn't really use the internet much at all, which was one of the blessings because could you imagine if I researched all my symptoms? Thankfully, I was doing what most boys my age were doing, like playing video games and watching films. I also didn't want to tell anyone because of the fear of being judged and humiliated. So I guess I just kept this health anxiety to myself, never really conquering it, but managing it. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about safety-seeking behaviours. Why do we carry them out? Because we feel we have to in order to keep safe. Have you noticed that all this self-scanning and checking does is keep the fear alive? Overcoming anxiety is a counterintuitive process in most cases. 
Usually, we do what seems logical and intuitive, but in most circumstances, it holds us back. You might spend time on anxiety forums or Facebook groups, messaging other sufferers and comparing your levels of anxiety. You might look up your symptoms on Google, or you might spend a large part of your day letting people close to you know how bad you feel. Why do you do this? One answer, reassurance. We want the reassurance that everything's going to be okay, which it is, that we're going to be safe, which we are. When I suffered from health anxiety surrounding my heart, I'd constantly check my heartbeat and research online about heart attack symptoms. Occasionally, I'd see symptoms I was currently experiencing, like shortness of breath and pain down the left side of my body. As you can imagine, my anxiety levels skyrocketed. Now, I was just sorry. Now, I was just waiting for death to strike. Side note: While some heart attack and anxiety symptoms look similar when you read about them online, they are not related in any way. Panic attacks do not cause heart attacks. They are completely separate conditions. When you're anxious, any uncomfortable or alarming bodily sensation, ache, pain, or twitch is interpreted by our brains as imminent death. One client I had would constantly visit her doctors and get bodily tests every time her results came back negative, but she just wouldn't believe it. This is because you can't convince your anxiety through certainty that you're safe. There will always be another what-if thought popping up. In the end, she did overcome her health anxiety, though. How did she do it? By doing the complete opposite of what she was currently doing. She stopped the safety-seeking and reassurance-based behaviours. Not all at once, because change takes time. Old habits die hard. But the solution is to stop doing these things that offer short-term comfort, but offer long-term freedom from health anxiety. Just going to have a quick side note. You know, we can't expect to put a stop to these behaviours right away. I know that when you're anxious, uh, patience is something that we need to adopt and master. It's so easy and natural to be impatient and want to make progress and overcome it really quickly. So, you know, it's if you've been practising these sort of safety-seeking, reassurance-based behaviours for a long time, then they're going to take a while for you to break these behaviours, you know. So don't be hard on yourself and don't beat yourself up when you inevitably do it again because you will do it again but it just takes time to unlearn it and when you do carry out another behavior acknowledge it accept it understand it and you know work on refraining from doing it so no more googling symptoms exposing your mind to anxiety provoking info online such as forums facebook groups or fear inducing articles Try your best to stop yourself from messaging a friend or verbally communicating to a loved one about your bodily sensations or disturbing thoughts about illness. I know how desperate and scared you feel, but doing this will only send the wrong message to your nervous system. Now, you need to send your nervous system a new message that you're safe experiencing discomfort. No more putting your fingers on your chest, wrist or neck to check your pulse. Your heart will still beat perfectly fine when you stop doing this. No more mirror dwelling either. What does that mean? Well, I don't know about you, but when I was highly anxious, when I was deep into this, should we say, the abyss of anxiety suffering, I would just spend an insane amount of time like just dwelling in the mirror, looking at myself, focusing on my face, trying to kind of detect some problem. 
and our brains are very powerful and they can create these almost like i wouldn't go as far to call it an hallucination but it seems that way because when you look into the mirror what was projected back at me was this old looking ill frail old man and obviously that wasn't true i was healthy i was very young still am very young but back then i was you know late teens so i was projecting this ill frail old man and obviously doing this and spending time looking in the mirror didn't really help it just fed the anxiety so i recommend that you don't have this obsessive focus on yourself anyway despite how ill you feel there's nothing wrong with how you look why am i telling you to resist doing these behaviors because you need to learn that nothing bad will happen as a result of stopping these behaviors the only thing you're required to do is to refrain from acting on the safety seeking and reassurance based urges the reason we do this self-checking like constantly feeling our heartbeat is that we believe the worst case scenario will happen if we don't do it it's now your job to prove to your conscious and subconscious mind that your anxious discomfort does not equal disease get used to experiencing discomfort without seeking safety and reassurance i know this is hard but you can definitely do it doing this will truly make you realize that you can handle everything anxiety throws at you and always will the more you do this the better you'll get at it and also the more you'll learn that this anxiety and the thoughts and feelings you have with regards to an associated anxiety is nothing but an illusion it feels real it i don't take it wrong the thoughts are real but you are fine you always have been and you always will be that's my message for today i hope you enjoyed it all right i hope you enjoyed today's segment and i look forward to having you join me for future episodes if you resonate with the information shared here, please subscribe and leave a review on your favourite podcasting app. Many thanks, until next time.